podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey everyone, it's time for Geocache Talk. Whether you're at work, in the car, wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give it a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. Big thanks to the Travel Bugs and our new music that is on the audio uh, for the show. Steve was so kind to come up with some new music for us and it's just for geocache talk. So if you're listening or if you're watching the show or if you watch us on YouTube, take a few minutes, go over to iTunes or Stitcher or somewhere and, uh, or our website and go listen to the show and check out the new music. And hopefully in the future, we will try to incorporate the music into the Hangout as well. So that's uh, coming in the future. Uh, check out Steve's website and calendar of where he's going to be playing. Uh, he's got his uh, concert uh, list out there. And uh, you can find that at Steve Weeks. That's uh, with an S at the end. Steve Weeks Music. S-T-E-V-E-W-E-E-K-S music.com and the schedule is out on his website also big thanks to our patrons doug jones joshua and caleb slinker tom brotherman jeff arbaugh deborah burris joshua the geocaching vlogger nick hubbard andrew teepkin cecilia perez sydney sawyer valena mahar jane jewel memphis mafia craig michelle the geogear heads zach fick the deadliest cashers tim turl neil moore Molly, the geocaching dog, D and David Vickery, Adam Labanowski, and our new patrons, Lori Post, Peter Stepanek, and the NoCo Geocachers. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, we got a big show tonight, uh, so I'm going to start by welcoming uh, the co-hosts, Sydney Sawyer. Good evening, everybody. And Jesse Lunsford. I'm going to say good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> good evening. We're at a different time today. Good morning for our friends. Good morning. Uh, listen to, I know um, Geo Paul, he listens to us a lot. Uh, in the morning going to work and getting stuck in, Lon in, in London traffic. So shout yeah. out to Paul and uh, hopefully your, your, your uh, commute in uh, is um, going well. So let's jump right into show number 51. 
for Sunday, May 28th, as I welcome our friend Sarah Murphy, a.k.a. the Geocaching Junkie, to the show. Welcome back to Geocache Talk. Thank you. It's great to be back again. <laughs> it's so great to have you back. You know, we were talking about that right before the show. This is your, th- your third appearance on Geocache yep. Talk. Yep. You think I'd be used to it by now, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one was um, was right around Christmas time. We did the podcast of Hope, mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun. And we loved hearing about Irish Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it about was. Yeah, all the things uh, y- uh, y- uh, y'all do there. So mm-hmm. uh, good, good times. We just well, we just uh, so glad to have you back. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, so let's get started. Um, For those that don't know, Sarah does have a great blog herself, uh, the Geocaching Junkie blog. So, Sarah, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started with the blog? Sure. Um, So I actually started in December 2014. Um, The reason was um, a friend of mine who... um, I don't know if he still does a blog, but he started a blog because he had uh, is a geocacher. He had been geocaching on Easter Island, um, and then he went geocaching. He did like fifteen countries in like Eastern Europe, and he wanted to just blog about it just for himself. But I had been reading it, and I thought it was really good. And he said, "You should do a blog. You know that'd be really good." And I kind of went, oh, "Okay, yeah, maybe I will." So uh, what I did was to start. I just did um, I did like eight or ten posts about places I'd been. Um, and my favorite geocaches from those places. Um, and then it kind of just, it grew from there for the whole of 2015. I think I did one or two posts a month uh, and it was kind of small. And then in 2016, I was like, I'm going to do two every week. And I did stick to it more or less every time. And it just kind of grew from there. There was a few posts that people kind of, I, I guess kind of took caught people's imaginations and then, yeah, it's just gone a bit crazy. So <laughs> good deal so how do you keep up that uh that pace um it's not really i know it's gonna sound really silly but it's not that difficult <laughs> to come up with ideas right so it's difficult to find time to do it mm-hmm. but um so for ideas i i kind of uh obviously i go geocaching right so there's mm-hmm. a you know, that's easy, done. Right, I've gone geocaching, I'll write about that. Um, I, I do quite a bit of traveling, um, so that's always at least one post. Um, and then there's the stuff where really the, the aim is to help people. So if I see on Facebook or Twitter that people are like, oh, I don't understand how to do this, or what's the best geocaching app to use, or, you know, that kind of thing, um, then I'll write about that. If I know, I'll write about that. Um And then there's, I I like to do funny posts as well. So like silly things, you know, like we all have observations when we're geocaching, when we meet people and different things that only geocachers do. So I'll write about that, but exaggerate it hugely, which is always funny because obviously it's exaggerated. Well, it's obvious to me, but then I get people who are actually offended. And I'm like, okay, you know, like I did one that was the 10 types of geocacher which is clearly a joke, right? It was a joke. You know, if you read it, it was like, you know, it was like talking about people selling their grannies just to get an FTF. Yes, it was funny. People people were commenting, well, I must not be a geocacher because I don't fit in any of these. And it's like, (laughs) oh, it's not really the point, you know? Yeah, they missed it. (laughs) Yeah, but I I do enjoy those kind of 
uh, writing those kind of things they they're not as frequent i i think i need you know to kind of be inspired to write those ones but they're always enjoyable um, and people seem to like them so i like how you make that sound so easy but i'm not going to speak <laughs> for sydney but i've blogged a little bit and it was hard for me to to do that and you, you know i know you said there's inspiration all around i see those same inspirations but i didn't exactly transfer those into a good blog post when I was done. So you, you've got a talent for that. Oh, thank you. That one, yeah. I think you did one too. That was, uh, was it the 10 types that you would meet at an event? Is that the one yeah, you're talking that, about? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a recent one. one. Last year it was 10 types of geocacher. So actually when I did that one with the events, I, I changed the title to you might meet. Uh, <laughs> right. So I was like, you're not definitely going to meet them. It's a joke, but you might, right. you know, but I think, and then I obviously exaggerated it too, but um, I actually saw, I think Cash Advance shared that yesterday because a lot of people have been reading it today. And um, somebody commented, what about the holier than thou geocacher? <laughs> and I just laughed because I had written somebody very like that. And then I thought, now people are going to be offended. I'm going to take it out. <laughs> so I can't hurt anybody's feelings. That would <laughs> yeah, be terrible. I know. Too many snowflakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He we'll said it, not me. <laughs> we'll get started on that. <laughs> you know, um, in, in, I think all three of us have been, you know, have really, like you said, we're, we're huge fans of the blog. And uh, so much so, I remember one day, well, I was asking for people to put in a little blurb in, the, in my first book. And I saw your, your, um, your blog, not a blurb, but a blog, a whole blog post about uh, fitness and that's what I was like. I, I was like hoping. And so I sent you that email. I was like, Sarah, can I please put this in the book? Please, please. And you're like, oh, yeah, go ahead. So yeah. it's a whole chapter is just on is is your blog post because it was so great on fitness. And it was it was just so well done. It's like, you know, um, uh, it, it fits so well with within that. And it's just I, I think we've all had. um that kind of experience. And I really encourage people to go read on the, the geo it's the geocaching junkie.com. Right. Um, and you know, you can go through, you've, you've kept them all out there. And so you can go through and find, I think uh, easily, you know, uh, half or more of them, I think are, are fascinating not only to geocachers, but also to travelers. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. or people who want to travel more, and so they can get inspired to travel more. Is that mm -hmm. is that something else you you try to do as well on your blog? Is to kind of kind of hit yeah, the, I think so. hit the yeah. travel side a little bit. Yeah, and I think geocache a lot of geocachers do travel quite a bit. So you know, it's um, the two go nicely together. Um, there's a huge amount of of travel blogs out there. So and I I do love traveling and and actually I I thought I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but a while I guess it was like over a year ago, I started a travel blog. So it was separate from my, this, from this blog. Right. And it was actually a friend of mine in work who he has his own blog about a totally different subject, mm -hmm. but he was like, you know, I don't think you should have two blogs. I think, you know, it's going to be too, you're going to be spreading yourself too thin. And he's like, your niche is geocaching. So, you know, you have to work with that. So I, I mean, I've had a, a huge amount of advice from various people that have helped me as well. Um, but yeah, that was his idea to have, it's a geocaching blog, but, or it's a travel blog, but there's a geocaching niche. Right. So when I do travel posts, 
I'll write the travel post, but I'll be like, well, this was a good geocache that I did there, yes. or I saw this because of a geocache, you know, um, which is really important. Um, and I think that, yeah, like you said, it's, it's not just geocachers will be interested in that because I think I'm sure you've experienced this. If you go somewhere new yep. and you find some geocaches, you might find a place that wasn't in your guidebook. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. So Absolutely. if you're not a geocacher, you may not find that place. So if you read my blog, chances are, yeah, you're, you're going to, I'm going to find those places through geocaches and then you can find those places through my blog. So. Yeah, that's really, that is, that is so true. Uh, you know, so many times I think geocachers will find that sort of hidden gem that is not listed anywhere, you know, because I, I think all of us have kind of noticed that a lot of travel blogs, not yours, because we, we, yours is not, doesn't have that. But I think we've all read a blog that has become stale or it's just, re, it's just regurgitating something they read somewhere that it wasn't really like their experience. And so that's the thing I really appreciate about your blog is the fact that, you know, you're, you're finding, you're finding these yourself. I mean, you're finding, you're experiencing them. And so I think that really gives your blog a lot of richness because of that. And I think that's why people read blogs. It's not, you know, you can read a travel brochure, Mm -hmm. you know, but you read a blog to hear someone's personal experience, someone's personal opinion. Yeah. So it has to have, you know, your personality in it. So that's the difference. You know, if you, if you, if I'm looking for a travel blog, which I do, I read a lot of travel blogs and it sounds like a brochure. It, it puts me off. Cause I'm like, well, who wrote this? Did the hotel write this themselves? You know, mm-hmm. well, it's um, personal and it's sometimes it's bite size. So it's a quick, uh, the, our favorite one, I say our because my wife was reading it with me and she was laughing the whole time was the 12 things only geocachers do. It's been a while since you, Oh, uh, we lost did we lose her. Well, no, that's all right. Oh, hopefully be, she can jump back on. She'll be back. Go ahead. We'll just talk about her while she's gone. Right. That's fine. Let's talk about her. Oh, there she is. <laughs> Here she comes. There she is. Go <laughs> ahead. Sorry. Don't know okay. what happened there. That's okay. So, uh, keep, keep going. We didn't say too many bad things about you while you were gone. <laughs> I didn't give you time. No, no, uh, my wife and I were reading our, our favorite post of yours. It's been a little while. Uh, I don't remember how long ago it was, but the 12 things only geocachers do. And yeah. my wife was pointing at me, laughing at me. When she <laughs> reading it. But I mean, it was only like, you know, it was a page worth. It wasn't anything big yeah. and it was 12 posts, but in yeah. every one of us, the, the target audience there would, you know, can identify, even if we haven't That's done it, it yeah. you absolutely know people do. And it was just bite-sized little things, but it was, it was hilarious. Yeah, so that's not, not everything has that was to be my most cool. that's my most popular blog post ever. Was it really? Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. It was popular yeah. with us. We thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. So Sarah, I have a very hard question for you. <laughs> what do you like most about blogging? Um I think it, Yeah, it is a hard question. You, I think yeah. it's easier to answer like what I don't like about it. But (laughs) no, obviously, if I didn't, if I hated everything, I wouldn't do it. Um, But I think um, it's it's helping people, really, Mm -hmm. you know, and and not just helping people, but like Jesse was saying, they're making people laugh as well, which is a big thing. When I was in um, when I was in college, so I wanted to be a journalist. That was my 
aspiration when I was in college and I wrote for the college paper and I wrote various things like they let you try out different type like reporting and different things but when I wrote features and they were humorous that was where I really I liked writing those and my editor said that those were you know that that's the best thing that I write and so when I write those funny ones like the 12 things only geocachers do and and people are laughing and like that as I said that was my most popular blog post ever and the comments and the sharing and everything I guess that's the thing I like most about blogging (laughs) you know that obviously the people read it you know which is your aim as a blogger that you want to not just be typing for yourself you know just you might as well have a diary but when people are reading it and commenting and and oftentimes I'll get comments like uh this really made it clear for me um you know this is really helpful and I think um so I did a blog post a few months ago about how to add an image to your cache description which really you know if you wanted to find that information it exists but I just did it the way that I would find it easiest to learn and I have had people say yeah I re- this really helped me it was really clear and that's what I like I suppose that's my payback and that's my aim, I suppose, when I write blog posts is that somebody will either be helped or will be, will laugh. So. And that comes back to that personal connection and you're good on your blog about when somebody comments, uh, you comment back. So they know that you. Yeah. That's, saw it. that's funny actually, because I, that's a natural thing for me. And I have, I, you know, I have my blog email address and I do, and I also have a newsletter and when the newsletter is sent, you can reply to the newsletter and it comes to me. And I always reply if somebody has taken the time to email me. Now, it might be like a week, but I'll always reply. And quite a few people have come back to me and said, I, thank you so much for replying. I'm, you know, it's such a personal touch. And I'm like, of course, I'm like, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I don't know, someone famous, insert famous name. So why wouldn't I, you know, it's nice for me if I get an email, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, cool. And I get to talk to this geocacher who's wherever he may be, you know, um, and it's, it's interesting to talk to other people. But uh, yeah, I think if somebody comments, yeah, you have to respond really. Unless it's negative. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably not worth it then. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're famous. You're on live right now all around the world, right? Right. Yeah. Live and, and recorded for, for, for all time, you know? Yeah. Right. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> do you, so do we get to switch to talk about, our yeah. next thing. We we will, but one last question, okay. real quick. I'm excited. Sorry, go ahead. I know, I know you're, I know you're excited. When when you go to, and we're going to talk about uh, events you've been to, but do you do you have people come up and say, "I read your blog"? Do you have that come come around or because yeah, well, because your I, blog I think, is not like live, like you can see you all the time. I mean, your pictures on the, but and you know you don't make it about yourself. I mean, you you make it about things, but yeah, yeah. And um, I had, I think only once. Yeah, like a year ago, somebody I was walk. It was a walking event, mm-hmm. and I was walking. I was really. If you read the blog, it was from like April last year. Like I feel like I almost died on this walk. Like it was the longest walk I ever did. I had like people carrying me nearly at the end. I was like, <laughs> uh, and it was near the end, and I was like big red face. I was like, I'm not gonna make it. And then there was a guy <laughs> sitting with. I guess he was taking a rest too with two people. And I was walking, and he goes, "Oh, here's the geocaching junkie." And I was like, "Now is when." Somebody, right. You know? <laughs> Just don't but take don't any photos. Like, don't yeah, take no. photos right now. Yeah. Don't. And then I, I was kind of, I was like, 
I don't know what to say, you know? <laughs> so I just I was like, oh, hi. But uh, I don't think anybody else has ever, no, no, I haven't been recognized. No. Uh, recognized. Other than people, you obviously people, your friends. I mean, obviously we see those people, but yeah. Yeah, I know there's a few of them watching now and I'm getting WhatsApp messages and I'm going, oh, God, what <laughs> Well, and last thing before, one more thing before we get yeah. to the to our new discussion, which is um, since we've talked, um, we had Hendel on the show. Oh, yeah. Who yeah, became, awesome. became, you know, Geocache's own German uh, geocacher that we had on the show. We'll have to have him back on uh, sometime uh, soon. But Sarah is the one who got us in touch with Hendel. And um, so that was neat that we were able to include you know, kind of in a roundabout way, Sarah's been able to help the show out uh, in in another way by getting us people. So I'm gonna I, get you- I actually, I know him because of my blog. I mean, I did meet him at an event, but he emailed me or tweeted me or something. And he was like, oh, I found your blog. And I'm, it's really helpful planning the trip. And anyway, he came to one of my events in Dublin and I've met him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's funny because I met him, like I got in touch with him through the blog. But yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah. So it worked worked out great that that you were able to help us because, yeah. uh, you know, we it's sort of an international friends thing we've got going here. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She just casually mentions my event in Dublin. That is yes. awesome for us. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. No, well, actually, oh, it's over Dublin, it's yeah. cool now because I obviously moved to Belfast over a year ago, yeah. but I actually had that event when I was like home for one night or something. But I don't really go to events in Dublin anymore because I'm mm-hmm. not there. So it's sad. Yeah, I haven't been there lately either. So no, yeah. <laughs> <Not lately. laughs> all right, you can continue now. I'm sorry. That's all. All right. So we get to talk about the new thing now, right? Yes. Go all for right, it. All right. I'm excited. I know. I'm pretty excited about it. So, yes, there's a new blog on geocachetalk.com. And, um, <laughs> Sarah, you did a first post and kind of announced, yeah. kind of teased it out to people that you were going to have a post come on. Mm-hmm. And then you did your first official post is on there. The mm-hmm. best cash I never found. Mm-hmm. Um, and for anybody that's not lucky enough to have read it yet, can you tell <laughs> us basically what that is? You so, want to spoil it, of course, but you know. Yeah. So basically it's, um, I think we can all agree that oftentimes when you go geocaching, it's not about the find. It's about the journey, the adventure, all that. Um, and sometimes DNFs are more interesting than finds for whatever reason. So um, I know like lots of people have really interesting DNF stories. Um, so that my idea was to share people's stories about caches that they didn't find, but still had a great adventure on. Um, so I wrote about mine, which was one that I didn't find in Monaco, which yeah. if you're not familiar with, is a tiny principality in the South of France, on the French Riviera, South France. Um, so it's like a couple of kilometers, square kilometers. It's a tiny place. But um, it's the Monte Carlo Casino is where this cache was that we didn't find. And it was just, yeah, I, I won't t- t- say any more about it, but um, I'm actually going back to Monaco in August. So oh, wow. maybe I'll find it this time, which <laughs> would be funny. Or maybe I won't find it, which would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. And I'm not going to spoil it either for the people that haven't read it. I don't know why they haven't, but... If they haven't read it, the article was interesting because of the angle you took to talk about the DNF. And I've right, never yeah. even thought about that. I don't know why before. You know, we think of our DNF stories in a certain way, but not the angle that you took on it. So that was pretty good. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and funny and hard not to spoil. So. Yeah. But just go and read it. <laughs> That's right. Go read it. People, come on. What's wrong with you? It's been out for like days. So. Um, so, um, what mm-hmm. kind of things are you thinking about covering? So you've got some pretty good creative control here and yeah. you already know so, you're an expert blogger. <laughs> I can say expert yeah. famous expert blogger. Oh, so, yeah. Geo famous, the best kind of fame. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I think like, as we spoke about, I already do it, well twice a week. It's three times every two weeks. Now I cut back because I'm planning a wedding, but you know, we won't even talk about that, but um, I have a lot on my plate otherwise. But I love Geocache Talk and I did want to be involved. And when Gary was like, do you know anybody? I was like, me, I want to do it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, but I can't, I just don't have time to do it all myself. But my idea is, and we all know, like everybody, every Geocacher has, you know, stories. I'm not even going to say one story. Everybody has stories, funny stories, poignant stories, whatever. So um, whatever you think is funny or, you know, whatever, get in touch with me basically um, and let me know and we can, I can either write it, you know, if you tell me what it is and then we can put it together or you can write it. And my idea was that we'd have like a few series. So the the first series is the best cash I never found, which is about your most memorable DNF for whatever reason. And then another one was um, the millennium club. So people who have just found a thousand cash, which will be more of um, like a, an interview type thing. Like I'll ask you a set number of questions and we'll find out about you and your caching cool. and then you'll be featured on a blog post. So those were my two ideas for like recurring series at the moment. Anyway, what, um, what's the best, how, what is the best way you want people to contact you on those? Um, I guess my email is probably the easiest, which is Sarah at the geocaching junkie.com okay. or uh, if you on my Facebook page, you can message me through my Facebook page, which is the Geocaching Junkie blog, okay, um, or Twitter. You know, mm-hmm. um, I usually follow back geocachers, so if we're following each other, you can message me there, and that's the Geo Junkie is Twitter. So. Cool. Yeah, and w- one thing that um, I just I made a note in the chat room, but I wanted to mention it actually in the show, which is somebody was mentioning about having time to read, and we all have we all have our you know to have to budget our time one thing though that i wanted to point out to people is that um if you go read a blog if you go read any blog um so many of them or some of them can be they're like almost books and it's like i just don't have time to read all that your your the length of your your blog posts are like perfect because i think they're like and i do you do you like are you real conscious of how how much you're putting in a post or do you try I, I mean, think they're, they're varied, yeah. but still do you kind of, yeah, they do vary a bit, but I, well, I try not to make them too long because I know it's just the world we live in, right? People get bored so easily. I do too. So I understand it. So, um, I do, I love taking photographs, which is something that kind of came out of blogging because you need to have nice photographs. People will just click off if they're grainy. Um, so I do put a lot of photographs in, but I was doing a blog post. I went to Poland in March and I went mainly to Gdansk, that city, but I also did a few errors in another place, but I was writing this post and Gdansk is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just really, it's a little known, like people usually think Poland, Krakow or Warsaw, but this, it was amazing. But the other place was Sopot, which is um, like a spa town. And 
I was like, you know, if I do this together, it's going to be too long. So I didn't like, I didn't have a restriction on word count, but I just thought I knew myself, this is going to be too long. So I just split it into two. Which is right. You know, you can, yeah. Which worked great. It really did because it, um, like you said, they were, they were of good length. They were good to, they were fun, fun to read, but you gave, so much great info about a, p- a place that you know a lot of us you know have uh, obviously most most people have never been at least you know th- as far as the U.S. listeners yeah uh, yeah our Europe friends may have may have been there um, I think it's yeah I mean if people are going to Poland it's not really the most popular place to go but it's definitely worth going so right it's nice to highlight those places rather than the normal like everybody goes to Paris or Berlin you know yeah it's nice to talk about the smaller places sometimes. Now, I love like you're talking about the whole idea of including quality photos, I think really gives your blog something that many don't some some blogs you get one photo and then like a page worth of information, which is eh, maybe good, may not be good. But it seems like it's almost like if you're going to paint the whole picture of where of a of a like a location, I think that really makes it as rich as you can get to experience a location, be able to see things and, and to, to hear you talk about it. Yeah. And it's interesting actually, because a lot of people write um, when they're advising you how to write a blog post, because if you want to know how to write a blog, there are literally thousands of websites, but a lot of people will talk about you write, write the blog and then put your photos in. Whereas I always write a blog around my photographs. Mm. So I literally do it the other way. Right. Um, so I guess maybe that has some bearing on it, but I can't imagine. I actually think that the photos inspire me because I'll go, oh, I remember, yeah, I, I did that in that place. And then I'll write about that. I wouldn't remember what to write if I had to write first, I think. Right, right. No, that's, that is great. That's good information too, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if somebody has a story, like you mentioned earlier, that you'd help them write it, but they're not really comfortable with blogging or teasing that whole story out and they contacted you with an idea, you could probably come up with something together, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I just, yeah. um, Yeah. I just need the bare bones of whatever the story was, you know, like as if you were telling a friend, Oh, this happened to me, tell it to me like that. We can even do a chat like Skype or something. So you can actually talk to me if you're not even comfortable writing it down, you know, because I have, I've uh, talked to people um, to do articles and they're like, well, I'm not really good at writing. It's fine. Just tell me and I'll write it for you. That's no problem. Well, I think some people are scared because they don't feel like they have the ability to write well mm-hmm. enough to put it out there, but they've got those stories. And that's yeah. that's a helpful thing. So people can, can do uh, kind of work with you to craft yeah. that and feel like they're getting their story out there. So that'd yeah, be pretty, that's a pretty neat way to do it. I haven't heard of that before. So. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing if somebody, even if they did have a good story, but if for some reason they didn't, maybe they're shy or they don't like putting their name out there, we could always put an anonymous. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Right, because, so. you know, we don't need, you know, if you want to share your photos of you, that's great. But I, uh, whenever I'm out caching, my friends laugh at me because I take stock photos. Mm-hmm. So if we're geocaching, <laughs> I'm like, now let's pose the, the geocache like this and like this so I can get my stock photos. So they always make reference to that in their, in their logs because they think it's hilarious. <laughs> I think they're used to it now. They're like, do you need to take a stock photo of this? <laughs> that's, that's good, that's funny. though. 
That's yeah, good though. Sometimes, have those to put in. sometimes you have to have a a a, a, a set like mm-hmm. let's all stand at this place and take the photo. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you tell them that I say it's okay to do that. <laughs> yeah, like, like no, I, I think got, they're used to it now. But uh, yeah. yeah, because I think when I started properly like blogging a lot, I was like, I never take pictures of caches. You know, like I take pictures of the the view or whatever but i never take them off caches and when you're doing a geocaching blog you'd be amazed how many pictures of caches you need mm-hmm. so now i have like hundreds of them so just in case <laughs> well yeah. i put out the call in the chat room and i'll so now i'll do it over the audio that we're challenging the people that listen and challenge mm-hmm. people in the chat room to get in touch with you with at least one story i'd love to see a story from every one of our our listeners and and the group which at this point we're all we kind of know everybody, so we're all kind of friends anyway. So we might as well tell stories to each other. So we'll see how many people step up and do that now. Yeah, it would be great. And I have I've I've talked to two people who are going to write stuff for me. I'm just I don't want to put any pressure on them, but I'm like I need that stuff. Send me it. But <laughs> they have promised, <laughs> so I'm waiting to get that stuff. I have yeah, two people are going to write stuff. So and. Um, yeah, so hopefully we'll have something else awesome. this week. But yeah, so you have a bit more time to get, you know, thinking of topics to send in. And ask me if you think, you know, oh, well, would this be a good topic or whatever? Just ask me. There's no bad ideas. What else? So you mentioned the the 1000, the Millennial Club. Yeah. What else? Maybe a special milestone or just any kind of special story, something that anything. seems significant? Literally anything. You know, I think... You know, if you're on any of those Facebook groups, like the big Facebook groups, people will write, oh, I made, I, you know, got this milestone and this happened to me. Those kind of stories are great. I love reading them on Facebook. So why not have them in a blog, mm-hmm. you know? Um, or we, you know, this happened to me when I was going for the cash or I did, even down to, I did this really awesome cash. Now, I mean, obviously we don't want to spoil caches. Okay. So if it's a gadget cash, right. maybe not. You know, we don't want to show pictures of caches, but if it's a really awesome cache because it brought me to this amazing place or I had to, you know, climb up on underside of a bridge, thinking of Zach, um, you know, <laughs> something like that, then that's interesting and people will want to read that. So like on your first one, that's the, the best DNF. Yeah. Uh, would it be good for people to kind of comment back at ones they've had? To keep yeah. The story going? Yeah. Okay. Definitely, yeah, and then we can I can get in touch with them and we can talk about that. And I'm gonna, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, you guys, obviously, you know, you are geocache talk. So if you want to talk about your best DNF, you know, especially well, the, all three of your writers really, because Gary's written a book, and I know you two are bloggers, so you don't have any excuse to get involved. <laughs> I have no excuse, although I'm a terrible blogger. But <laughs> <laughs> same. So I could use that as an excuse, but. Uh... Yeah, no, I've already, I, I can already think of a couple DNFs that were interesting that I could add a comment to. So that yeah, that could be cool. a, a fun one to get it started anyway. So well, One thing too also is that we have people who are all over the world. And so I'm encouraging those that they listen to the show, they're regular listeners. Um, they may not watch the show um, all the time. They may just be audio listeners. But wherever you are in the world, I, and, and uh, you know, so you know, our Australian friends or Canadian, if you're in Canada, I mean, wherever you are in, in Europe, 
um, you know, feel, please feel free to, to, to get in contact, uh, with Sarah and, you know, tell about, especially if you're in an area that maybe a lot of us aren't able to go to as often, maybe, um, you know, it might be a little bit, a little bit more remote, uh, part of the world. Maybe you don't live in a major city or something. So, you know, think about, Helping the rest of us out who don't get to experience some of those those places in the world. Yeah, I think uh, that's interesting too. You know, like you had um, Thomas on talking about geocaching in Germany. Mm-hmm. So if there are listeners in different countries that want to talk about, you know, geocaching in France or, you know, yeah. anywhere, you know, Canada, whatever, how it is different or, you know, what that's like for people who may never go or want to go and, and can't, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's something we try to do. I mean, people kind of know this, but uh, the three of us are are consciously and deliberately trying to make sure that we get on great guests that are not only we get a few you know U.S. but we also try to get on guests. Uh, deliberately, we're trying to get people on that are international because we know it's an international sport. Our show's international, so we really try to work on. You know, Craig's going to be on soon. Who lives in Australia? You know, you know, Sarah's been on now a few times. We, and, you know, uh, like you said, we had German, we had, we had Hindle on. Mm-hmm. So, Geo Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we're really focused on making, being, being of, uh, aware of having people on in, in different parts of the world. So, if you're, yeah. So, try to, to help us out if you're in different parts of the world. And, and uh, uh, we want to get a blog post from you guys. Absolutely. And pictures, too. Yes. Yes. If you're like yeah, some of the rest of us, yeah, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> if you're not traveling, you're thinking about traveling, or you're looking at somebody else's blog post about traveling. Yeah, it's great. And yes, we get very jealous when <laughs> to see those. But that's a good that thing. Mean the trip, though, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, a bucket list gets longer. Yeah. 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 Speaking uh, of which, so we're talking yeah. about traveling, right? Yep. And we talk a little bit about and inspire some people what it's like uh, right after Gary talking about that. Since we have somebody on that's not from the USA, can we talk about cashing in Ireland? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, we'll show. Okay. And there we that's are. All we need to know. <laughs> Show's over. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I don't know about um, – actually, I saw an interesting discussion on Reddit I think it was over a year ago, where somebody asked, oh, I'm going to Ireland and there's not many caches. And I was like, hmm, because, you know, Ireland is like the size, about the size of Indiana, the Mm -hmm. island. And I actually don't know what the stats are at the moment for how many active caches there are. But in like, you know, Dublin, Belfast, uh, Cork, the the cities, Mm -hmm. um, there are loads of caches. There's a lot of, rural areas in Ireland. Um, but, you know, and you won't get as many caches there just because people don't live there. So you're not going to get as many cashers there. But we have a lot of caches. And obviously we have Europe's first cache. So why That's would right. you not want to come here? Absolutely. You know? Europe's oldest is right there. Yeah. Yeah. It's in my hometown. Was placed on my 16th birthday. How about oh, that? Oh, look at that. I had no that? idea, obviously. <laughs> um, I think even when I logged it, it was my in my first 10 or 15 caches anyway. 
and I was clueless, no clue that, you know, even though it was called Europe's first, you think I would have had a clue, but I didn't know <laughs> that it was so important. Right. Uh, yeah, but I've been up there quite a few times since, so I think I've, you know, I know yeah. it's important now. Yeah. Che- you've, um, you've checked on it a few yeah. times, make sure it's still there. Because you told yeah, us. Yeah, it's a good told- place for TVs and stuff. You told us a story that one time about somebody DNF'd it, and you're like, what? It's gone. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not gone. Yeah, yeah. And my mother, I got my mother to run up there because I wasn't there. And the yeah. guy who owns it, he had emailed me. He thought, oh, are you there? Can you check? I'm like, I'm not there. So I ring my mother. I'm like, go up the hill. So she <laughs> ran up the hill. She's like, it is there. And it was so funny when she called me. She's like, what's wrong with these people? It is there. <laughs> and to awesome. be fair, I don't know how you could DNF it. I really don't know. Right. Like it's so obvious. Maybe you get, you get lost in the view because what a great view from that yeah. lo- from that location. Yeah, so nice. yeah, it's really nice there. But yeah, it's a you large. Feel better about not knowing the significance of that. I found Mingo and didn't know what it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least you found, no, but that you know what? At least you found it and you didn't like drive by it. That, that's that true. Mm-hmm. I actually thought when I pulled it up because I was so early in cashing that there was numbers missing from the, from the app. <laughs> Like right. this thing is only part of the numbers on here. <laughs> it's not like that one's called America's First yeah. Cash yeah. or anything. That's so it is. Yeah. Oh, he was just trying Thank to make you, me feel, feel better. better now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. She's just trying to make me feel better because everybody knows about it. <laughs> yeah. So I looked it up while we were talking about it. There, there is nine thousand six hundred and seventy-seven active caches in Ireland right now. Wow, that's a bunch. That's, that's quite. Right. Yeah, there's no caches there. Yeah. And then, yeah, actually it was funny because on that Reddit, then um, there was a guy um, who was like, yeah, I was just there. And I asked somebody why there wasn't that many caches. And they told me that it was because they like quality caches. And I was thinking, who the hell told him that? Sorry, language. <laughs> no, but I'm like, what are you talking about? Because, right. you know, I'm not going to lie and say all the caches here are amazing because, you know, you don't know. No, you're not going to get that. But still, yeah, we do have some very nice caches, you know, and um, there's a lot of hill like caches who are hill walkers, and mm-hmm. you know, so there's really there's caches with really nice views, and we have a lot of nice views here anyway. That even ones that you can drive to, and I think that's what a, a lot of the caches are about. So, um, but yeah, so he, sorry, you're in, you're in Ireland. I mean, yeah. there isn't a bad. There can't be a bad cache in Ireland. I mean, you're well, in Ireland. I mean, I mean, how it's gorgeous. Come on, people. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you can always you always get like a soggy log thrown into a bush. You know, that happens everywhere. I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's true. So, did you say hill walker? Yeah. What is that? Like hiking, like hiking oh, hikers. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I don't think we say that over here. So. Yeah. No, we will now. Well, we'll maybe, be now in the vocabulary. We don't really have mountains here. Well, we do and we don't, but they're not really. Like I had a German friend who I used to work with, and she was like, you don't really have mountains here. They're all hills because they're not really that high, but we call them mountains. So I guess that's why we say hill walking. <laughs> I love it. Right. Just, Jesse, 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 you're not a hill walker. You're a mountain walker. Well, that may be true. We we do have a few mountains here. But... Yeah. Just a few. <laughs> I still Same. I like hill walker better. I even feel cooler <laughs> than mountain climber. So, what's what is a typical or what is we assume that all your caches, their common caches over there, are, are similar to ours, but that's maybe not necessarily true. Like the most common cache that we have here is in the parking lot, the lamppost skirt. Yeah. Is that the same? No, 
So I actually think I talked about this with Gary before when I was on a podcast mm -hmm. about how, so I had only been cashing for a couple of months and I was in New Jersey visiting my sister and there was a cash right at the top of her, her street. Um, and I went to look for it and it was like a one, one. And it was like, the hint was obvious, you know, it's obvious where it is. And I was like walking around in circles going, where the hell is this cash? I don't understand. <laughs> so I didn't even, yeah. So no, we don't have, those skirts on lampposts here it's not a thing huh. so we don't what have is that. the common what what would be your equivalent of that this the the quick super fast one one cash over there probably a nano on railings metal railings mm -hmm. that's yeah. probably the most common i think sadly um bison, yeah or like a key hide bison tube more so not like i have only been cashing since 2013 but i think bison tubes weren't as popular then as they are now Mm -hmm. like the last year or two and um, i have quite a few hidden now but i think magnetic stuff probably is the most common um for yeah the quick grabs mm -hmm. uh, maybe those little test tubey things mm -hmm. so what about a standard like it depending on which app you use medium or regular sized what what kind of container would that be um, an ammo can usually okay yeah so we have yeah, nicely, quite a, a few ammo cans. Europe's first is an ammo can. I also have an ammo can quite close to Europe's first on the same hill. Um, I used to have a second, a night cache that was an ammo can, but somebody stole the ammo can and tipped oh. everything out of it, mm. um, which isn't that common here. And it had to have been a cacher because there's no, it was a night cache, like uh, it's at a dead end. So I don't know what happened there, mm. uh, which is kind of sad. But um, ammo can or like a large Tupperware box. Mm. They hold up pretty well. They they tend to crack where I am, so it gets a little bit cold. Yeah, we don't really have a huge difference in temperatures because we have a temperate climate. So no, the the issue would be what I find is if you either get like a cheap version of that, then the they kind of break off the sides, mm -hmm. um, or um, somebody leaves it open. So I found one today that was it, it was quite soggy. But the box was fine, so I just assumed somebody left it open at some stage, didn't close it properly, mm. and that's how water got in. But they're generally okay. All right, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, Jesse. Ask her about that cache. Ask her oh, if you're talking about the best cache type ever? Yeah, well, ask, right. How did you have any idea I was going to ask her about that? <laughs> I just knew you were going to ask her about it, so go, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Do you have many where I goes in Ireland? We don't have many, no. no I'll still visit anyway, I guess. But. Um, we have, in, there's one, Europe's first, there's a where I go, and it's a T5. Um, there's one right, yeah, so you go, you kind of go, you get to Europe's first, and then you keep going up the hill, um, and there's a where I go there. Um, and then there's, if I think there's two or three in Dublin. There's a few in Northern Ireland. There's two in Belfast, I think. Uh, but yeah, there isn't a huge amount. Mm. No. Mm. If you wanted to help me, I, I would love to put one out here. If you wanted oh, to help me, sold. <laughs> you did it. I can did. help you out with that. That is not a problem. Sarah did it. She said the wrong words. You're, <laughs> Magic words. You're you're in now. No, Jesse would love. Jesse would is that's what. Uh, in all reality, I actually can help you do that yeah. if you want to. Yeah, yeah. no, that'd be great. Definitely. Very cool. 
Gary knew I was going to ask about him. I had I to. I no, that's good. No, that's good. It's, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It's an in, it, it, regardless of what everybody thinks about it, it, it is an interesting cash type. And we've all talked mm-hmm. about it. We're not going to do a whole thing about it. But I, I, do, I do wish they would spend more time on Because there are some, there's, like you said, there's good, there's good apps to create them. People just don't know about it. They need, it's neglected. And I think it shouldn't be neglected regardless of what people think of. I See, think yeah. I we're, we're, we're tiptoeing that line right now of making a whole extra hour on the show. So we I better know. get back on topic or I'm going to go off. <laughs> no, that's fine. Are there any multi-caches in? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We like our multi-caches. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm unprepared. I have no stats. Okay. They're all on no. Project GC. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. We're not trying to put you on, on Project stats. GC. We'll, we'll yeah. find them. No, that's good. Yeah. Um. So we and then we won't have we don't want to spoil it either. But the uh, one of your recent posts was sixteen reasons to ge- to go geocaching on the Emerald Isle. That's the kind of stuff that people can find too. So that's awesome. Yeah, pretty exciting. Yeah, actually, yeah, it would be interesting to hear because I know I don't know if everybody's like that, but I am really proud of being Irish and our country is really beautiful. Um. And I think other people feel like that about where they're from too, whether it's their city, their state, their country. Um, and that would be interesting to hear from people too, you know, you know, whatever amount of reasons to go geocaching, you know, in Colorado or something like that. That would be interesting too, if people wanted to share that. I've heard that people where Gary live are pretty proud of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. In Texas, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> Um, let's, let's talk a few minutes about, uh, events. Um, Sydney just got back from her event in, in New York. Um, Jesse and I just got back from MOGA in Texas recently this year, but, um, we, we, you recently, uh, well, you, you, you've been to several events now you've been to a, you've been to a giga, mm-hmm. um, you went, you've been to, have you been to a couple gigas? I'm trying to recall. Just one. No, just one. one. Just, just one. one last, yeah. Okay. Uh, seven megas. Seven megas, right? Yeah. And then lots of little because you say you've done you, you do yeah you do been events. To like, I think I've been to 130 normal events. Like, wow. Now, so, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I love uh, events. Yeah, because you uh, y'all have what we call meet meet and greets. Is it y'all call meet and greets or yeah. Yeah, like the thirty minute. Yeah, well, when I when I lived in Dublin, like you have at least one of those a week because so many people come over to GC forty three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you really get your numbers up with that if yeah. you go to those. Because like I worked in Dublin, and so I'd go after work. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not as many in Belfast. There's not really as many midweek events in Belfast where there'd be a lot in Dublin. Mm-hmm. So I now host one every two months. Um, like oh. a coffee. It's not a meet and greet. It's like we have coffee. It's at least an hour long. Oh, okay. So I just had that on Thursday, and I've been doing them for a year now. So That's I started awesome. in May last year. Yeah. So if you go, if we, if you head to Ireland, make sure you stay over at least a Thursday to go to go to uh, Sarah's event. So well, it's awesome. every two months, but we can, oh, you know, okay. if somebody was coming and they let me know, we could have an extra if we needed to. Oh, cool. Or just cool. stay for two months. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or that. Exactly. <laughs> or that too. Um. The one that you did in Germany, and we're going to yeah. spend a lot of time on this, but I think it's fascinating. Uh, the the gigas, 
and Hendel and I did talk about this uh, like in more detail, but I kind of want to get your perspective on it. Um, do you do you think there's anything like uber special about the Giga other than there's just a lot of people, or do you think the one because you went to one? It was last June, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. In Germany. Project um, Gluck. Yeah, uh, Project Gluck Off. Gluck yeah. Off. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I didn't really, the only difference I found was that, so when we first got there, we had to queue to get through to registration. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the only place I've queued. You know, I've queued at Megas. I think mm-hmm. I queued at Bruges last year in 2016. Um, so that was normal. Um, and then when we went into the hall where they had, you know, where they're selling all the stalls, mm-hmm. you really had to like be aggressive to get to see anything. Right, but that yeah. was the only place other than that. It just felt like a mega. There was just, cool. there was people everywhere, but it wasn't huge crowds. It was a, a great location because mm-hmm. you could spread out and there was caches all over the place and there was interesting things to do, you know, cause it was a, it's a disused mine or whatever. Um, so it was interesting location. Whoa. That is, um, that is crazy. Yeah, I'm thinking now, I should have reread that post because I'm pretty sure it was a mine. Okay. Yeah, I think it is. It's a UNESCO heritage site now anyway. They've really done a good job of preserving it. Um, So it was a really interesting location. And I think that kind of made it. But other than that, I didn't see any difference. Um, Anything else. Lab 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 caches caches were the same probably as a mine. Yeah, I mean, there was 10 a day. So there was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We were oh. only there Saturday and Sunday, so I only did Saturday and Sunday. Um, but they had them Friday, um, and then, but like I went to the Bruges Mega in yeah. Belgium right. last month, and they had nineteen lab caches. I don't oh. know why, but it was annoying because now I have an uneven number of lab caches. <laughs> I think I noticed so, that on your profile, like you had ninety-nine. Yeah. You, why, admit- why would there be nineteen? Sarah, you're never going to fix that either. I know. I know. And it made, I should have done that one. Remember that one they had in February 2014? Yeah, I never did it. Yeah, the I love geocaching or I, I heart yeah. geocaching. Then yeah. I would have been perfect 100. No. You're, you're going to have to you're going to have to abandon one in the future. You realize that. Yeah. You're Actually, to, I could I'm going to Omega next month and you have to do they, nine. they're going to have 20 at it in one day. You have to do 19. Which, wow. The most ever in a day in Europe anyway. So. Is that typical that they do more than 10? Because I know here they usually do 10. No, no, that was, um, so Bruges was the first time that um, I'd done more than 10 in a day. So wow. that's not typical at all. And then this one that I'm going to next month in France is GeoNord. And they made an announcement to say, you know, they're having 20 and this is the first time ever. I don't know whether they said ever at a mega or ever at a European mega. But that was the most ever at Omega, you know, so 20 is a lot. I don't even know how we're going to have time to do all that, but we'll see. Now, are most of those... We're allowed to have 10 here in Omega. Yeah. Is that really? We can only have 10. Last oh, okay. couple times I've been involved, that's all I've heard. Do, so we're special. Yeah. Do, now, were they fairly good it's quality? Yeah, were they, yeah, really. Were they did, did, were they like in locations or were they actual? Because we've kind of seen, at least in the U.S., they tend to fall in two different categories. Either they're they take you around town, which is kind of cool, and show you sort of the historical or significant places, or like in the case of the ones that Sydney just did, 
since you're not you're you're not traveling around a town, you're in a campsite, and so they have them like cool lab cache type thing, caches set up, physical caches. Yeah. Are they mostly virtual? You have to answer a question, or are they mostly uh, we have to like open the cache and find the container and find the code or something? It depends on where. So um, for. For Bruges, they were a mixture of both. So there was some on-site, like different things. Like there was a, what do you call it? A bounce, a bounce house? Is that what you call it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, bounce, bounce house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we call them bouncy castles. So, right. um, <laughs> But you had to get into that. It was like a tunnel and you had to get in and the code was inside and then you had to come out the other end. You know, so there was some like that. That's cool. um, but then there was some that brought you into the city as well. And so it's usually a mixture. I mean, I think the best ones I ever did were at the UK Mega in 2015 and they were all on the campsite Okay. and we were camping and yeah, they were really cool. There was a lot of variety, like you had to hook a duck and that was one Mm -hmm. of them. And there was, uh, you had to figure out what key went into which locker. That was another one. And there was, um, you had to play Scrabble or something. I can't remember, but they were Mm -hmm. really good. Um, so yeah, it's a mixture of of different things. That's awesome. I, it, you got you got Jesse all fired up to come come to a, <laughs> a, a mega over in Europe. I can I can tell right now. No doubt, that's a lot of fun stuff. And yeah, a, yeah, a, a giga would be pretty neat because of course we're never going to have a giga in America. So right, we're all dying know. to get to one. You know. Yeah, you never know. But yeah, I looked at the giga for. There's a giga this year in Czech Republic, but it's. No, I, I obviously I've used all my vacation days with my honeymoon and stuff uh, and my wedding. But um, so I was looking to just go like Saturday morning to Sunday night, uh, which is what I'm doing for the mega next month. Um, but it's really far from an airport. So I couldn't yeah. do it. It's not doable. Um, but that looks like it's going to be a good one. And I, I was in the Czech Republic um, before I started caching. So it would be nice to go back there. But not this time. Yep, like I know that feeling. Pretty often. Sorry. So we we spoke over each other there. <laughs> it sounds like you have megas pretty often over there. Is that? There's quite a lot in Europe. I wouldn't even be able to tell you all the ones that are going on. But yeah, there's a like when you because every country has their own, and some countries have more than one. Um. So yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I wouldn't be even getting to all of them. I'm I'm going to Geo Nord, which is in June, and then I'm going to the UK Mega. <laughs> in august the week before my wedding and and then uh, i'm going to geocoin fest in california uh, which is going to be my first u.s mega so i'm excited about that but there's also a geocoin fest in europe in september and i have already checked flights for that so i might go to that we'll see <laughs> that's awesome right and travel around europe is pretty easy right yeah it is so we have a, a low-cost airline that and their hub is is Dublin. So they go to a lot of places from Dublin. It's an Mm -hmm. Irish airline and yeah, it's, it can be really cheap, you know, um, like I, yeah, you can get flights for like 20 euro to the UK, to the, like England or, or Scotland, you know? So yeah, it's really easy to do. And then car hire is not that much either. Yeah. Not so easy here. It's quite expensive to fly in the U S sometimes. It can be depending on where, where you're, you're going. Pretty far, yeah. Right. So it's, it's a lot bigger. To Twenty euros to to dollars. So. <laughs> it's not too much of a difference, I don't think, is there? 
No, $22. Yeah. That is crazy. I can probably handle that. Yeah, Yeah, here in the U.S. Yeah. So you get... Oh, did she lock up? Did I lock up? (laughs) 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 Well, yeah. We were looking for a trip just to go on a quick trip next week, and I don't think we could find anything for less than, and it's not even that far as we're talking about, like 350 bucks a piece times four. So yes. that makes a quick trip really expensive. Yeah. Expensive. Yeah. 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 That's for sure. Um, well, we're going to want to do one last topic. We're going to want one last mention. So, um, Sydney, go ahead and do that one. And we'll... Right. So. Sarah has been nominated again for the British and Irish Geocaching Awards for Best Blogger. So this is the second year in a row, right, Sarah? Yeah, so well they it's a different category. So they okay. don't I don't think any of the categories are the same. Maybe a couple of them are, but they've changed it up. So last year it was best social media ist. Mm-hmm. Um and that encompassed like uh podcasts and a twitter the you know uk geocaching hour that was in the category too and mm-hmm. um, but this year it's blog it's blog or vlog i think yeah okay and mine is the only blog so which is nice uh and it was the only blog last year as well so it is nice to be in that category awesome yep. it's mostly vloggers in there yeah well, we'll vote for you because we all secretly live in the UK also. so I hope he's not watching. Oh, boy. <laughs> we would never cheat, of course. No. But we have UK listeners, so they're going to yeah. yeah. fill you up there. So that'll be good. <laughs> if, you, if you live in Europe, then definitely uh, vote. Only uh, UK and Ireland. UK yes. and Ireland. Okay. Sorry. Oh, okay. Only U- UK and Ireland. U- UK and yeah. Ireland. <laughs> Jeez, Gary. No French. No, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry. Just UK and Ireland. Okay. Northern Ireland, part of the UK, so yeah. any part of Ireland. Uh, yes. SurveyMonkey.co.uk forward slash r forward slash ngas yeah. for the geocaching awards. So we'll have that link in the show notes. So yeah, yeah, and that's at the UK Mega. They're doing that, so I'll be there to see what. Yeah, that's where they're announcing the winner. Yeah, so they're having an award ceremony. They did it last year at a mega as well in the evening, like after the mega mm-hmm. um, at Geo Olympics, uh, and I was at that, and I'll be at the UK mega as well this year. So it's quite it just fit nicely that I because I was so close to not going to the mega because it's literally seven days before the wedding, um, but we had the discussion and it was like, no, you can't not go. So I'm going. Um, bring on my mother. She's a geocacher too. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And very uh, cool. Voting's open until July 13th. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, you know, you're, you're, it's getting closer to the wedding. It's, it's awesome. I know you're kind of in panic mode, aren't you? Yeah. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's get, yeah. We have invitations in a box and I know you can see them on the table. Oh, yeah. They're just in the box. We haven't written them yet. Yeah. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) But they're here. So. Oh, that's awesome! Well, we're we're so we're so glad for you, and and uh, I know you're going to you're going to do that a, a week before a, a wedding. I think that's incredible. 
I know it's a bit crazy, but yeah, I'm, it's Saturday morning to Sunday night and then I'm off then, you know, the rest of the week. So yeah. fly, um, to the U- fly to the US or are you going to take the wedding? Oh, no. Uh, no, the honeymoon is later. not. I'm like, what? No, we're actually going to Monaco straight after oh, the wedding okay. for a few days. Oh, okay. And then we're going on our honeymoon proper in October. Later. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Oh. Yeah. I got Seattle. You. Um, yeah, so we're flying into Seattle and then we're going uh, on the train to San Francisco. So it's oh, like 22 cool. hours. So oh, wow. um, that's awesome. Uh, somebody recommended that train journey to me. So mm-hmm. they said it was really cool. So we're going to do that. And then we're driving down the Pacific Coast Highway to LA. Oh, nice. Yeah. Wow. Are you going so. to have time to run by headquarters while you're in Seattle? or? Yes, I have. Yeah, that's already. Of course. <laughs> All sorted, yeah, of course. And also going to find a November 2000 cache. Oh, yeah. Very good. You think my other half was a geocacher, but he's not. But he he understands. (laughs) He He gets dragged along. (laughs) He never will be, though. Really, he won't. Oh, no. (laughs) But it's fine. It's, you know, he understands. But like I told him, this this cache is like at a, it's a hike and there's a nice view and everything. So yeah that's okay then you know we just find the cash by the by but that that month november 2000 can't be found in europe i think so oh, you know it's man. a must do working yeah. on the jasmine challenge yeah i've got four months left and i can get three of them on my honeymoon oh that's awesome <laughs> and then i have to go to sweden for the uh, last one right <laughs> oh yeah so that'll be next year probably hopefully that's a pretty cool place to finish up your Jasmine challenge in Sweden. Yeah, in Sweden. yeah. yeah absolutely. Uh, original stash. You can try to catch the one in, in Oregon. I've or, I was in Oregon. In oh, that's right. You're, yeah, my you're friends live there. Yeah, right. yeah. So I've done I've, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, we won't have time to go to to yeah. Oregon. I don't think so. I've, I forgot about that. What, yeah, you, you what about the one. ape cash? Yeah. Well, that's going to be back. So that was just a bonus. We already. Yeah, we'd already booked our flights, and then that came back, and I was like, "This is just." very serendipitous so we'll have to do that one too yeah awesome it's awesome it's a pretty good trip yeah it will be intense somebody told me you're supposed to relax on your honeymoon i'm like no forget no. it <laughs> sightseeing rest yeah. when you get rest when you get home exactly yep well um any last uh we're gonna wrap up tonight um so uh, coming up on the show next week is number 52. Uh, the, the Geocache Talk will make its one-year anniversary. We're having Daryl W. Four back on. He was on show number one, and we're going to talk about the one year and just kind of look forward and look, look backward a little bit and look forward as well. Uh, and that's uh, show 52. Show 53 in the next week will be June 11th. We're going to talk about um, my latest book, The 201. Uh, geocaches defined before you die and talk about the lower Wilson uh, score which is in Project GC and what's the deal with lower Wilson it's kind of what we're going to talk about on that one and then in three weeks we're going to have Joshua back on the geocaching vlogger we're going to talk geocaching in Munsey can they coexist hmm. all right um, folks we hope you enjoy the show tonight Please email us your comments at geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk. And Gary is at Gary Slinkard. I am at Memphis underscore Mafia. And Sydney is at Shermanator GC. And Facebook for us is facebook.com slash geocachetalk. 
show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't, for cl- don't forget to click on that subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go check out the Geocache Talk blog and go geocaching. Good night, Good night. everybody. Good night.